the right thing to do. Or the new normal could be splitting the country. <laughs> the other evening a few weeks ago, though exhausted from a day in London, I sat mesmerized watching Brian Cox in his gentle style show us his vision, his idea of the very beginning of the world. And he said that near the very beginning were the stars, which he said were the key elements of life, and that our planet, Earth, was a star. It was accompanied with amazing film of twirling clouds and shapes. He certainly did not convince me of the creation of human beings, however, but his extremely watchable program was just one more thing today that turns traditional values on their head. How did we move from being part of a cloud to the fascinating creation with a brain that can supersede any other forces like it. No Alexas or humans lookalikes, nobody can come near it. Why are we trying to copy the blueprint of the creation of humanity? Brian Cox did not continue to say that we created ourselves. In fact, I think he was markedly lacking in explanation on that point. But I didn't expect him to be a believing Christian, although his gentle attitude and smiles might try to convince one. I would wonder why our star produced life when all the others didn't. Does everything in life just happen by accident? So then I move on to what the government thinks it's doing just now with our money. I must say that at this stage, I'm not trying to lambast Great Britain with its amazing history. But I see so many anomalies that I feel we have gently slidden into a gunge pit on so many issues. I'm thinking of the government's recent handlings of their plan for the financial future of everyone from the poorest renter who can't keep up and needs to miss meals to go without and also go without television, etc., to the giants of money-making who we're told are essential to the economy. It's the right thing to do. Hmm. It sounded so upbeat, so glorious, with many hear-hears from the commons. But it's only when unpicked the next day by commentators who probe to get the truth that we realise this generosity look-alike which can't, of course, come into being this year, has to be balanced with enormous tax rises. And being told that in any case, heating your houses by gas would be way above the normal price, maybe three times. Ooh. Sometimes I pile on the clothes, have a hot water bottle on my knees, and cannot be persuaded that I need to buy a pump to provide electricity. Have you ever worked out how many different meals you produce in the microwave? Hmm. It's my instant reaction, of course. I shall have to reluctantly come to terms and spend more money on, well, most things. We all saw how the prices in the supermarket rose immediately. My miniature pork pie, which yesterday cost just a pound, 
was now £1.50. Half as much again. And this price pile-on happened throughout the store. Unless you found you would delight a little notice, price held. Now, I don't, shouldn't think any of us, many of us, remember the ration book. I happen to have one in my collection of passed-on memories, along with my first teddy bear. But we have to see as our standard of living will be going down, whatever the government say. It's interesting that a lot of my friends enjoy the TV programme The Repair Shop. Aren't we returning to actually mending our objects and clothes? Or is this country more sharply divided into the haves and have-nots? We have to be forgiven for thinking that anything worthwhile doing for the country and the planet now demands extra money. We're told already that our energy supply through gas or electricity will cost a lot more. And of course, if you want to be green, it'll cost even more to change it. You know, letting your old petrol-consuming car go to the tip and taking on new electric vehicles. <laughs> then we're having the, plim- the Climate Change Summit in Glasgow, or by the time you hear this, you might have had it. And I feel a bit sorry for that teenager Greta Kunberg not being allowed in. Amazing courage she had. I actually have been staring at her picture of her face in my art group when we needed to do portraits. What will happen at the Climate Change Summit? Or rather, what is happening? Will we all do what that gentle and wise example of old age David Attenborough would like? He had been drawing our attention to this for years, that we are actually destroying our planet and need to stop now. So there are contradictory messages. To release the planet into full production so that many animal species don't become extinct, we have to cut down spending. And of course, the poorest will be hit most. How can the world manage that? without leaving half of the human population destitute. Then, if we're going to explore other planets, that is, stars in Brian Cox's language, that will take billions that the poorest need so desperately. The interview I heard was always saying that this productivity is the right thing to do, even if hundreds of businesses are no more because over the last, well, um, 20 years, Whenever you come across another human being, whether on the bus or definitely on the train, 95% of them are bent down with intent on reading or speaking to an iPhone. Yes, most people nowadays just mention phones. They forget that there's a perfectly valid system of communication through the landline on their phone, as well as the iPhone. But this is not just a method of communication. With the increasing number of apps, anyone can find anything. Which, on one hand, is an amazing asset, but one that has its consequences. I met the worst side of the phone once, when quite early in the first major lockdown, ah, I longed to see some art or go to the theatre or something, and I thought I'd see what was going on at the Tate Gallery near Blackfriars. At one time, you just walked in, rode the escalators, 
worked out which floor you were on and enjoyed the art display of your choice. Not when I went. I was told I needed my the ticket on my phone. Hmm. After I'd made him explain what they meant, and I smilingly said, well, I haven't got one. Not just a ticket, but that sort of phone. I received a stare that meant I was too old to understand anything, and that you have to be under a certain age even to understand art. <laughs> so I was directed to their ticket office. But happily, they found my details with a Tate exhibition I'd been to some years before, and I was reluctantly allowed in. Of course, one of the worst sides is that people glued to their phones, walked the streets and the train stations, not looking where they're going at all. So, quite often, physical clashes are just about <laughs> avoided. Oh, now, usually, I make up humorous poems to accompany what I write. My latest book of this sort of poetry is called Guinea Pigs, God and the Garden, and it's on sale now. Oh, and with audiobook as well. But this time, here's one I'm allowed to quote from someone else by a T.W. Cotton, published in December 2017. It's called Smartphone, Dumb User. My new phone is smart. I guess that I'm not. Amazing what all this here smartphone has got. TV and weather and internet too. There's just no limits to what it can do. Check my blood pressure and my temperature without even probing all my apertures. I now know the time in Paris or Greece. I can track the migration of thousands of geese or fine Chinese food. It's here on this map. Whoops, my finger just slipped. Now, where was that at? A camera, a camera. Now, I can take shots of everyone I know who'd rather I not. Push this here button and take me a selfie. If I had a nose, would this thing take a smelfy? <laughs> Email to pester with, video to shoot, maps to drive round with. Wow, that's a hoot. A compass to guide me home if I'm lost. Thank God work paid for this thing, what it costs. The thing as in it does would amaze Mr. Bell. What he would have thought of it, no one can tell. But one question still stuck in my middle-aged craw, despite all that gizmos that strike me with awe. They're fun and they're useful and techy and all. But how do I simply just make a phone call? <laughs> we smile, but these are sentiments of many of the old generation. Oh, and I, uh, as we're on the theme of poetry, yes, I, I have published um, some sorting papers out, and I have, I think, another 42 poems that I've written but not yet published. Mm. But back to St. Albans. Now, here's another trend. Good shops are not in our locations anymore. You have the choice of a charity shop, good value there, or going online. A friend looked at my shoes and muttered that it was sad that Hotters had to go. Go? I spluttered. Yes, gone from St Albans. Of course, everything's there on the internet, and the Amazon slave can bring your goods to the door the same day. 
There again, we have to be aware of scams. I was taken in once. Well, it said it was HMRC, and it wanted to give me back a little bit of money. But time went on, and late the same day at night, I kept thinking about it, then jumped out of bed at midnight, checked the email, and now it looked as though it was all written in Greek. Help! Right, ring my bank, the bank. Glad it wasn't visual. I was in my dressing gown. I contacted them. And yes, needed to wait 20 minutes, but happily they sorted it out. Nothing drastic had happened, and I cut up my bank card then and there. Thank you, my bank, that someone was there understanding that the truth of situations sometimes grows on you. Uh, and then there's your phone. I never give my name now. Sometimes I'm just silent, breathing deeply. If they start telling you that you rang this and uh, could and an some story of deep woe, I either say cheerily, did I ask you to call or just put the phone down? <laughs> oh. Who would have thought that all these, uh, quote, modern aids to living would have such a dark side, skillfully thought through to rid you of all your money in one sweep? Mm. Anyway, we're on the, the brink of a momentous change possibility. Thank you for letting me pour out all my thoughts on what is happening to all of us here in St Albans. I'm talking to other folk from around here in the next few weeks. Um, Andrew Carey, a musician, for one of them. So please don't think I'm going to rant on like this forever. Oh, and what did you think of John Yanni's true COVID story? We could do with a few more miracles like he'd experience. Have a good week, Elspeth. You search my heart, you speak of love. Your arms are always open wide. You know my thoughts, my every move, and still you love to be beside.